What is up, Low Voltage Nation? We've got Kevin Phillippe from Prime AV alongside with Eric Bauk, the Attic Snook. They just pulled their truck over. We're about to talk some shop, so let's get after it. All right, we got Kevin Phillippe from Prime AV on the show alongside with my good friend, Eric Bauk, the Attic Snook. And they are just coming off a job site right now. And I want to jump right in to what Kevin's all about and get and have him give a little history about how we got started. So, Kevin, hey, first and foremost, thank you for stopping your truck and getting on the show uh, to try and keep the noise down a little bit. I really appreciate it. And just tell me how you uh, tell me how you got started, man, and tell me all, all about uh, Prime AV. No, yeah, appreciate you having us on. This is really exciting. And uh, yeah, like like you're saying, we just got off the site. It's Friday night, and yep. it's dark out, and we just got finished working. But that's what we do here to get the job done. And uh, so yeah, a little bit about me. You know, I uh, you know born and raised in Maryland, and I moved down here about 12, 13 years ago. I I did the whole corporate grind. You know, I got my uh, undergraduate in business and economics. I actually have my master's in business administration, MBA, and I was doing the whole ladder climb thing, corporate and uh, working in operations for organic food distribution, kind of the Whole Foods uh, suppliers and stuff. And it was okay, but after about three or four years, it just started to get really political, a lot of backstabbing, the higher you climbed in the ranks. So I said, this is not for me. So after six years, I started this uh, company in 2013. Um, how it started was basically I had a, um, a friend, a childhood friend, uh, living in Colorado uh, with the company, drum roll please prime audio video that's how it, that's how i got his name he was already formed and he said hey i can sell like i can sell like crazy i can get jobs and he had some big accounts he really he really did nice but he goes i don't know how to run the operation side of things and i need help man so i said hey looks like we got a match so first couple of years we just traveled we did a lot of large scale uh commercial jobs around the country uh punchbowl social being one of our larger clients um, a bunch of places in Denver uh, near his home location. That's where I really cut my teeth in low voltage and started really understanding kind of how things fit together. Um, did that for a few years. And then I, we decided that the travel was beginning to get a little intense. So um, I have a young child at the time and I decided that, you know, it'd be best if we focus on the Florida market. So as we've been doing since 2015 is really pushing the Florida market. It's, uh, it's been doing well for us and we do, uh, Primarily residential, but about twenty five percent commercial now, and uh, it's 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 been it's been a fun ride, and uh, we're growing every day, and it's it's just exciting. This is a great industry to be in. Yeah, it it really is, uh, and I really appreciate Eric getting you on the show. Uh, how did you how did you how did you guys meet? Uh, I'm gonna hear from Eric real quick. Oh, okay. So um, so the way Kevin and I met, basically, I was working for my uncle's company. Um, kind of where, uh, I, I guess I learned everything first and it was just time for me to move on and branch off and, you know, you know, just go work somewhere else basically. And, um, I interviewed with probably, to be honest, about six or seven companies and Kevin and I sat down and talked and we, we just kind of hit it off. Um, we had a lot of the same interests. Um, we were both, you know, motivated and, and basically, we just, we just hit it off in the interview, and next thing I knew, you know, we were working together, and um, that was that. So, we, uh, yeah. What, uh, yeah, what, do you, what are you guys doing right now? Like, you just came off a job site. How did it yeah. go? How did it go, and what were you doing? 
<laughs> okay, so we actually had what? What did we do? Four? Did you say four? four One, two, three. Well, we had five. I guess it was five. Four, four, four or five. five. I think it was four. <laughs> yeah. So we, we scheduled five. We did four. Yes. Yeah, so basically, we started the day together, and then we branched out and went and did a few solo installs. But we ended today's install together because we had to hang um, an 85-inch TV, and uh, we had to put up a sound bar. We had to drop some cables um, down a wall, basically run some wires in the attic, install a few WAPs, program some stuff. And um, that's pretty much what we just wrapped up. And then we um, hopped in the van here to uh, to get to this podcast, and we pulled over, and <laughs> now here we are. So I think I was actually um, talking to you a little bit, and um, I was like a piece of furniture, fishing wires down a wall. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, dude, like, we're gonna we're gonna make the podcast still, you know? We, we're just we're moving here, so." Yeah. Yeah, that 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 video actually got cut off. It was kind of confusing. I think we were sending just random videos that didn't make any sense, or at least I was, and uh, we kind of got confused in the Instagram yeah. DMs. <laughs> it was yeah. fun. But, it's fun, man. I try yeah. and send you stuff every now and then, like when I'm on the job. Just to, it actually it actually makes my day to see your smiling face in my in my feed. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That makes me feel good. Cool. Yeah. So you guys are talking about the black hole. I think you guys kind of, you kind of got like a little, you know, in the weeds tonight or what happened with, you know, you're, you said there's a black hole situation that you got into. Well, yeah, funny though. Today was a little bit of overscheduling, but yesterday was a prime example of what we yeah. call a black hole. So a black hole is when you arrive at a job site, you know, you look at the work list and it looks pretty standard, you know, hanging a TV, program remote, you know, what, what have you. And through a like, series of events, you quickly realize that a three-hour job is now a seven-hour job, and there's no end in sight. Like, you, you're looking at the job like, oh my gosh, like, we're we're not going to get off this job for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that's what we call it. It gets sucked in the vortex, and yep. then you're in the black hole. And it's a You're in the black hole, you got your moon boots on, yeah. and you're like, how did we get to this point? And then basically, <laughs> basically been like troubleshooting for hours. That's why we got Troubleshooter McGavin over here. Oh, yeah. Good at troubleshooting. But um, we, we always get ourselves out of the black hole. We always figure it out. It just, it's one of those things, man, where you don't really see it coming. And next thing you know, you're in the black hole and, and you're working for 13 hours. And, and I would say the most important thing about when you get sucked in the vortex of the black hole, you have to be able to help whoever you're with. Because there's going to be times yeah. where you're at a low, you feel like you're just like, I can't do it. Like, we're not going to do this. You gotta pick that guy up. Say, "Hey, man, listen, we got this," Figure and vice versa. Like, that, that's whatever that is the key. Just keep the morale going because you're gonna get out of it, obviously. But at the time, it just feels overwhelming. You've got to stay positive. You got to keep morale up and realize right. that this is what we do. We're low voltage, right? Like, driven. And I mean, so we like. There's some jobs where we know we're going into the lighter black black holes. Like when we take over, you know, a programming job where, where somebody's gone a little bit too crazy with the programming, and we kind of got to backtrack and figure everything out. We know what we're walking into, and the night before, we'll like get all hype about it, and we'll talk about it, and kind of strategize <laughs> yeah, yeah, how we're going yeah. how, how to tackle the job, and then, you know, then the next day, it's game day, you know? Like, we, we, we strategize, we get in there, and we tackle it, so it's, it's a cool... That's so yeah. funny. I, I, I use spreadsheets to track all that stuff, and I'll, I'll write down, like, start and stop time for, like, installing devices and doing doing a room, like, in a hospital, and I'll figure right. out how long it takes, on average, to do a room, and I'm like, oh, no, I've got 40 more rooms, and I have two days to do it. This is not going to happen, so I totally get what you're talking about, man. Like, it, 
it could be tough, but to boost that morale and, and have a team of people and just keep pumping them up, it's so important. <laughs> it's so important. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Kevin, uh, so we talked a little bit about uh, the challenge and solution. So you're you're up against some stuff around internet protocol and, and people making... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's big. I mean, the internet protocol has become, you know, you know, the hardware side of it's obviously going to be there to some extent, no matter what happens. I mean, we can all agree on that. But, you know, the days of having a fully automated house with two eight-foot racks, you know, it's not as necessary as it was before. I mean, yeah, the, right. the audio amplifiers take up space. Yeah, right. But it's really coming down to software and knowing networking. That's why I think that networking um, is just becoming so important in our field and just knowing at least the basics of navigation uh, like in a just a, a standard network. I mean, knowing that is so huge and just understanding the overall scope of things. I mean, you know, TVs are IP controlled, voice control, and it's all driven by the internet protocol now. So we're starting to really focus on that. Yeah, IR, no IR, we're on the no IR movement, no IRs. Yeah, so what are you doing to, to train up your your staff? Are, are you get having them get training and certifications or what's your what's your strategy around that? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of where we're at. You know, Eric and I have talked a lot about that. And we've been kind of doing a lot of um, research on our own, trying to develop a, a kind of a program for some of the other guys. And, uh, you know, because you got some guys in, are going to be more advanced than others. So you don't want to, like, you know, show them something that they're like, oh, my gosh, this is a review. Why am I doing this? But you also don't want to overwhelm somebody that is right. kind of more in the network side. So we're trying to create, like, a almost like a beginner, intermediate, advanced kind of setup where right. let's see where you fit. Cool. Yeah, and let's get you involved. You know, be it through uh, trainings that we have, be it through um, vendors. I mean, vendors are a great resource. Right. They want to sell you things, so they want to teach you as much as they can about their product. That's a great resource, free resource. And they want to work with you. Yeah, yeah, free, free, free vendor training. Sometimes they charge for training, which I find kind of ridiculous. But sometimes, a lot of times, they'll they'll do free training to to get them worked up on their their uh, their product. So cool. Sometimes we'll even go over the basics. I mean, we'll just have, you know, random meetings and just go over, you know, terminating cables. We'll just sit down and yep. we'll, you know, just terminate a bunch of cables, make sure everybody's on point. Everybody's, you know, doing everything correctly and, and, you know, just keeping up on your, on your skills. That's, that's yeah. how I affected the terminating cables, doing it over and over and over again. I was like terminating cables at home, you know? Bring yeah. cable on that home. Yeah, that, that's how I, I was in Detroit. I'll never forget it. I got stuck in front of a rack. I was only three or four months into it. And I had to complete 275 terminations. Oh and gosh. I flew into Detroit at 10 p.m. and I had to be done by 6 a.m. So I literally terminated all night. And yeah. I'll tell you what, by 6 a.m., I could, I, could, I could do a cat six, no problem. Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, we got a story in the field and, and we were talking kind of about, uh, you know, attic, uh, attic people that, uh, haven't done it much and the, the abandonment issue. So tell me about, tell me about your issue with the attic noob. Oh man. Which one of us do you want to answer that? Cause we get, I don't know, man, like whoever you want. I mean, cause I guess both of you guys know what the deal is with the, the, the abandonment issue. I would say, go ahead, Kevin, you go ahead and do it. Yeah, like attic abandonment and like what we say in attic. Oh man, attic abandonment is something that should never be done. It's a faux pas, and like if anyone listening to this is probably gonna know what we're talking about, right. and cool. you know, it's, it's kind of a good laugh at this. Like, you know, attic abandonment. 
Yeah, usually two guys uh, running wire, like retro wiring in a residential environment. So that's commercial, but primarily residential. So you're there, you know, you get there, you're running a little late. It gets to be hot in the attic. You know, Florida is very warm, as everyone knows, but you get in there and you start running wire. Uh, you got a, one guy on the ground, one guy in the air, we call it. So when you're in the attic, um, most important thing is your ground guy because that person has got to be ready to get the glow rod. The holes have got to be cut because the last thing you want to do is sit in a hundred and what forty five degree attic we tested it. Yeah, unless you're me. Well, unless you're at it. Yeah, yeah, unless you're at it. Kicking out there. I think that's where he lives or wants to live. Um, <laughs> but you know, and then then you try to you try to yell down, no response. You try to call, no cell phone service. We even have walkie talkie. You don't get a response on that. And then you realize the the ground guy, which we've had it happen to us and prior taking employees, a phone call. taking a phone call outside, talking oh. to a customer, having a cup of tea, <laughs> having a cup of tea, <laughs> smoking a cigar, smoking a cigar on the porch. Oh, These God. are all things that have actually happened to us. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I swear, we're not, we're not even joking. Yeah. Not even joking, man. And like that is that is a definitely attic abandonment. You're stuck in there, 145. 150, whatever it is, and that's it. Like, what do you do? Like, you have to remain calm. You have to remain calm. You can't calm. let the temperature and your emotions like explode because, at one, you're in somebody's home. Second of all, you know, you got to remain professional, of course, at all times. Um, yeah, it's definitely a fun situation to say the least. Yeah, and it's, it's, and, and, and one, the one thing we have is the, uh, uh, you know, what happens in the attic stays in the attic kind of clause. So, right. When you're up there in the heat of the moment, you might say a few things that you don't really mean. You might yeah. say profanities to the other person. Yeah, because like, oh my God, this wire, you know, whatever. Like, be so stupid. And then you come down, you cool off, and it's, you just move on. You just know that's how it is. It, rolls, yeah. it just rolls off. You just let the guy blow up steam, and everything's fine, you know? That's kind of how we do it. But attic abandonment, if you have someone that's abandoning the attic, you need to confront them or remove them. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> you got to confront them or remove them, just fix it or get rid of them. So that's my two cents on that. It's, it's tough. Yeah, Eric, do do you wear a mask in the attic? Okay, yeah, um, absolutely. I have a 3M mask that I wear. It's got two cartridges on the side, and um, yes, I do, because there's, there's too much crap floating around there. You got your fiberglass. Sometimes in an old commercial environment, there'll be asbestos floating around in the air. Old insulation, like all that stuff, is terrible for your lungs. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was just curious. Um... Because sometimes I don't wear one, uh, but because I don't have one, I, f- I forget it. Uh, but it's it's very important. And I also find that having having a mask on kind of cal- it calms me down, and I can like actually breathe, focus my breathing when that person right. on the ground is not responding or is taking a long time. Then I can kind of just like get in a trance, and I'll get on my phone and start making some content for like low voltage nation while I'm up in the attic. <laughs> oh, dude, exactly. Now, to be 100% honest with you, I do not prefer wearing a mask. Um, I hear, yep. I, I feel like it slows down my breathing a little really? bit. And like, yeah, because it's so hot, man. I, I bring a, um, I actually have an HVAC gun that I carry with me. Um, you know, sometimes I just get the true temperature of the attic and sometimes it's every bit of 160 degrees and when i got a mask on oh, that's like restricting me yeah. from taking like big breaths or you know just like a normal breath i guess um it, it gets difficult and then sweat's pouring down in the mask and it's getting everywhere and um but i you know it's funny my mom goes crazy she's like she my mom makes sure i have a mask even though you know like i'm married you know and move out of the house. She she always Eric. Are you wearing your mask up in the attic? You know? Yeah. Yes, mom. Wear my mask because she you knows she doesn't want me to get lung cancer when I'm you know thirty years old. There's that. That's possible. 
Yep. So I actually want to I want to jump back to the attic work, but I also want to uh, ask um, Kevin about um, his everyday carry. And and you mentioned the pouch. So what what's in your pouch, Kevin? Well, yeah, the pouch is is of utmost importance. Um, you know, there's there's some key items. Uh, like I was saying, you know, the number one overall seed in my bracket would be probably the, the wire strippers. Um, they, they can do so many things from stripping wire to cutting to you know just a myriad of things. So that's that's kind of the foundation. Um, I also carry um, assortment of screwdrivers, um, security bits. Um, that's very important. I also uh, a sharpie is a very underrated tool to have. Um, so a, a mini level, a uh, pair of snips, and um, I also this is one thing we do down here. We have a, a, a small glue stick with a lighter. So you know we all know the IRs, and you know coming off, you, you peel it off, you put it on there, and then six months later you got a service call for an IR that fell off. Um, well, a glue gun is great, but you have to let it heat up, and then you have a hot piece of, you know, equipment there that could burn somebody. So we simply just get a small stick of glue, a lighter, boop, pop it on, and uh, that's a very underrated tool too. That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. What's in the pouch? I mean, not a big fan of the pouch. Yeah, Eric's not a big fan of the pouch, but that's okay. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. If we're trimming out or something, I'm wearing a pouch, and I'm bringing, yeah. you know, yep. but like in the attic, it's kind of weird. Every pair of shorts I buy, that they're like they have like. <clears throat> strategic like zipper placement and like it's more of a i buy columbia shorts because like i can place my tools like they like the way that the shorts are just designed like i have like space for my tools in my actual shorts as opposed to wearing um a pouch because i don't like bringing a pouch into the attic you know like it's uh, when i'm coming around i got three yeah, yeah. passing the, the attic's rough but like general every day like on a service call yeah you got to wear a pouch or i actually bring in my milwaukee backpack like everywhere but I guess it depends on what you prefer. So, Kevin, uh, we, we talked about, you know, uh, advice or, uh, you know, how you learned. And you just mentioned that it's it's mostly just field work, just getting getting out there and, and just doing the actual work. Uh, do you think that that's the most important, important way to get trained up? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you know, I, I almost wish there was more, um, you know, resources for – Logos training and like, you know, almost, almost like a degree to some extent. But you know, there, there are some trains. But I, I'm telling you, in the field, hands-on is I've learned so much that way. And, you know, sometimes you make some mistakes, but you know, you learn from them. And, and most of the stuff we do is not going to be mission critical. If you, you know, if you don't tip something right, oh wow, I got to fix the tip, or oh I put, yeah. put it in the wrong input, or I oh you use the wrong cable for that, you know, whatever. But you know, the reality is, you know, you'll learn it. Um, you know, I, I I learned a lot in the field. I learned a lot with partnering up with other companies early on. We did some subcontractor work, and I, you know, would learn a lot there. And um, you know, one thing I one thing that's important in, in my learning was not being not looking at like other companies as competition, really. So looking at them more as like they could be strategic partners. Yep. And you know, working together because you know I think that's what you're kind of doing a little bit today. I think it's a great concept because that's how I learned so much was working with other integrators and learning their tricks. And I showed them my tricks and yeah. it was like a, like a collaborative, like think tank environment that I think is so important in our field. We got we to stick together. There's no point in fighting with each other. We're all a I team know. here. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Uh, hundred percent. I, you know, I, I work for a low voltage company mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there, there are competitors. It's a competitive marketplace here in, in Nashville and middle Tennessee. But I find that I learn so much more, by talking to people on the show and and seeing how they do things like I, I've looked what you just mentioned about 
a low voltage kind of training and certification that you know if, if there's something like that out there it's got my wheels turning because i'm kind of doing the same thing internally but more so on like the programming for like access control um so it, that's interesting you mentioned that that's a that's a great takeaway for me actually yeah i, I, I talked about, about our lead sales uh, director and you know he, he said you know I, I wish there was more training on this you know maybe we could design a program to like kind of you know, just get a certification. Say, hey, you're certified in X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. I mean, different vendors have like you know, Crestron level programmers and stuff. Right. You could have like like a you know, low voltage level one certification where you know how to do some basic tipping, run a few wires, hang a TV, you know, stuff like that. And then you move your way up the ranks, or you know, what have you. Yeah, interesting concept. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm actually work on that. I'm finding spots for Attic University as we speak. Seats <laughs> are filling up. Um, so you're, yeah, you might fill out a form, see if you get accepted. RetroWire 101. Yeah, RetroWire 101. Uh, there's, an o- there's an opportunity there, Attic Snook. I know, yeah. man. At least you I think play. so. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see here. So <laughs> I wanted to kind of talk about, we were joking about OSHA, but it's actually like a, a real deal. Um, I'm going to kick it over to Kevin. Kevin, what are, you, what are your thoughts on like OSHA and getting the job done or like adhering to like the rules? <laughs> but, you know, one thing that you know, I'm a firm believer in is playing by the rules because, you know, it's, I, I'm actually a pretty moral guy. Like I do the right thing. You know, I, I don't like to cut corners because I know they're just going to take me in the team more time in the long run. So yeah. my dad instilled with, with me when I was younger, you know, do it once, do it right. And then you don't have to go back. That was his motto. And, you know, it, it's kind of stuck with me because it's so important. So, you know, OSHA is a very important facet of, of safety in all construction and all, you know, all environments. But particularly what we do if we're doing any new construction. So I think that OSHA's role is, is vital. Um, and, and I, you know, as you're in the field, sometimes it is a little cumbersome to follow every single rule. But, you know, you always strive for that. And that's the goal is to make sure you have your PPE, make sure you have your um, – you know, your, your mask when you're in the attic, you make sure you have, um, you know, safety glasses on when you're doing some basic cutting, you know, drilling, stuff like that. You know, we, we do that here. It's, it's important. Um, safety vests on certain job sites. So I, I, I respect OSHA's role and I think they do a very important thing in protecting employees. And, uh, yeah, I'm pro OSHA for sure. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, what are your thoughts, Eric? I know that you're in the attic quite a bit. You know, it's yeah. hard to adhere to the rules and get the job um, done at the same time. Right. I, I agree. Um, I agree with what Kevin just said. You know, OSHA is extremely important. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, their job is to make sure nobody gets, you know, hurt or, or killed or, or, you know, anything like that. But I will say, you know, I do find myself in times where I have to, you know, I don't know, I guess stand on top of a ladder or, you know, getting getting the the ceiling and pull wires instead of using a ladder it's you know to me it's quicker and you know i I try to remain as safe as possible and you know i just sometimes you just have to you know get her done basically yeah yeah if you're if you're traveling especially you there's no go back you know for weeks you you just gotta get it done man um i'm not like saying oh yeah be not don't be safe uh but you know there's a fine line between that Right. Yeah, I, I look at OSHA kind of like you know you have the the, the person like they show like the the uh, the devil and the angel on your shoulders kind of thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that, that the guy behind you saying, "Whoa, whoa, don't do that! You're on the ladder, right? You're standing on the top." And, you know, we've all been there. I mean, let's get real. We've all done been there, done right. that. It's just part of the job. 
But sometimes you're on there like, wait a second. And then back to your mind, you're like, oh, man, maybe maybe I should do this. Real, maybe I should like step down real quick, get a different ladder, you know, yeah. go get the eight for a trick to the six footer. Yeah. I'll bend there. You know, and say, you know, I'm going to do this right. Like, you know, and so, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're on, on a pre-wire you know, set a can rattle ladder around and moving it quick. When you just got a quick drop, you know, I'll pull my, I'll hop up in there real quick and drop that cable. And, and, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm always remaining safe and following the rules and respecting what the GC, you know, wants us to do on the job. So. Yep. Yep. There you go. Cool. Well, uh, Kevin, uh, how can we, uh, kind of promote your stuff if you want us to, uh, is there somewhere we can find you on the internet or is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, we're, we're, we're located in Sarasota, Florida, uh, websites, primeav.net, you know, we, we, um, primeav.net, prime is that what you said? Yeah, so primeav, like prime audio video, like primeav.net, um, just check us out there, you know, we have social media stuff, so you can check that out, and, uh, okay. you know, really, so, you know, I, I think it's really just important, like, more than plugging us, it's plugging the the industry, the low voltage team, like cool. getting, getting a camaraderie together. I think that's so huge. I think mean, it's a great avenue to do this. I mean, this is a great thing that's going on here. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And I don't know if you've uh, heard the most recent episode, probably not because it just dropped this morning, but uh, we got Mark Nagao and Kramer Snugs on the show to talk about some Cisco stuff and, and the partnership that uh, they're doing. And it's all based on the community and just building it out. And, uh, Take uh, give, give that a listen, and it might kind of pique your interest a little bit. But I, I do appreciate you coming on and uh, helping the community grow. Uh, I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are too. And this is just it's, it's really cool to to get you guys on. So I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I was excited, dude. When I I told Kevin about like when we had our first podcast planned, and um, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm so excited. And I was yeah. like, we got to get you on next, man. So yeah. um, we were both you know, really excited to get on here again um, and, and, and talk with you, man. Cause it's, it's exciting what's going on here. You know, we got a lot of big stuff happening and we do. It's yep. all good stuff. Yeah. And Eric and, and even Kevin, I'd love to get you guys back on and just continue, you know, building the community. So uh, I'll be in, I'll be in touch and we'll see, obviously see each other on Instagram and, and the internet. So let's just keep right. it in touch, man. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon in the future. Sound good. Right on. Yeah. Oh, definitely. All right, my friends, y'all, y'all be safe and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. Definitely. Yeah, appreciate yeah, having us on, man. Yeah, thanks, yep. dude. Yep. Take care. Bye. All right. I was.